Hey, Streety. Hello, Nugget. Evening, boys. And Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. 2021 and the arse has already fallen out of it, hasn't it, boys? (laughs) It's nine days old and it's a disaster already. Well, it's the, it's the uh, I've had my seven-day trial. I don't want to continue my subscription. Thank you very much. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hasn't the so, world been busy on holidays, boys? What's yeah, the, first, the first show of 2021 also happens to be our 50th episode, so uh, 50. ourselves a pat on the back for being the half slowest podcasters in history. Take <laughs> us three and a half years or three years to get to 50 episodes. <laughs> JJ Reddick got to 50 episodes within three days, I think. <laughs> Yeah, our um, our average is worse than Jeff Master's test batting average, and that was pretty horrendous. <laughs> We're the Scott Muller of podcasts. So. Oh, yeah. Slow and steady wins the race, as they yeah, say. Very good. Well, it's We're great still to here, raise aren't we? the, We're still it's here. Great, great to raise the bat with you, boys. We're still here. We're still doing it. So. Yeah. No, I got to say, yeah. we're still here purely on the back of COVID because if it was uh, if it wasn't for COVID, we'd probably be stuck at episode twenty-eight or something like that. <clears throat> yeah, we probably would be actually because there wouldn't have been that much to talk about. But hasn't COVID taken the ass out of sport recently? So, certainly has. Yeah, it's bloody as cancellations and events in doubt. And so the old so over over the break we had the Sydney to Hobart, the famed yacht race, cancelled completely. The Australian Open was pushed back into February for the first time in its history, I believe. It looks like the F1 Grand Prix won't go ahead in Melbourne, uh, if at all. It just may, it probably won't be the opening race, is what they're saying at this stage. But yep. there's doubt as to whether it'll happen at all. The Indian cricket team are up in arms and won't be playing the Brisbane Test, I believe. Uh, and 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 there's just every looks like every NBA team has already had somebody test positive, and they only kicked off their season two weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, even so. Mitchell Pierce's wedding got cancelled. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, apparently because of COVID, right? Yeah, of that's COVID, the story that all like us to believe. It was COVID, mate. It was COVID, mate. No worries. It was COVID. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't because I was texting dick pics to other chicks. Yeah. <laughs> Mitchell Pierce's oh, mobile number had COVID. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that should. I think Mitchell should quarantine his phone for fourteen days. So uh, uh, he was due. He was due. There has been a, a long time between puppies. Uh, pardon the pun, <laughs> but uh, he was uh, he was due. He was due. But why don't we kick it off there, Nugget? As a as a fanatical night supporter, how do you feel about your former captain and his actions in cancelling his own wedding? Yeah, there's fanatical and and then there's just <laughs> insane. But at the same time, you just got to laugh and go, mate, mate. welcome back to rugby league. Honestly, uh, how far removed are some of these professional footballers from reality of what you should do as a human being? <laughs> like, that's right. Like, I isn't mean, it that simple? Like, just don't do that shit. What are you doing? Yeah. Oh, no. No, on a more serious note, I mean, I, I know that he relinquished his position as captain, but oh, I don't think he gave it up voluntarily. Squad. I'm pretty sure he had no choice. Well, I'm pretty sure know. old Phil knocked on his door and said, "Guess what, champion?" Yeah. <laughs> well, I guess yeah, what I'm trying to say is, yeah. he's no longer captain, but is his you know position at the club becoming untenable? Is it, is it, is it all, after a couple of weeks, do we expect that you know some of these rumours where the the roosters were fishing around about six or eight weeks ago? You know, looking at maybe can we get Mitchell Pierce back because we don't have a halfback because we screwed our other one over and sacked him. Yeah, Do you I think I, I this think... is maybe a precursor of uh, of old uh, Pierce heading back to the Roosters. I I did read that when it initially came out, and it, and then I thought, oh yeah, this could be true. But then it's the Roosters; they can just basically buy anyone. So 
Um, and I went, why would they want Mitchell Pierce? <laughs> if you can buy anyone in the league and you've got no, sorry, you've had, you have a salary sombrero. Um, yeah, I don't think that's, yeah, it's not a rooster's edge. At the same time, he'll play out his, well, he's got this year to run. It's and that's where I think I think mm. that's where he won't get re-signed by the Knights. I don't think. Nah, no. Nah, in that, I think a, a lot of it was going to come down to this first half of the season, how that went, whether or not that went. <laughs> Mate, he hasn't even kicked a ball yet, and uh, <laughs> you haven't started real well, Mitchell. So um, see, yeah. see, I think he's I, I like I think he's always been a really good first grade footballer. I think he's always struggled mm. when he stepped up to representative football, but I think he's always been too much of a dickhead for somebody. The Knights needed to to get someone to come to the club because they're in the cellar anyway, right? Mm. They're in the toilet. Yeah. And and so Mitchell Pierce is the guy that you threw big money at because you needed a name of some sort, but nobody mm. else would really come and play for you. And no. now they don't need that because they've got a much more stable club and a better environment. And and so they would be much – I just feel like they would be much better off without him after this year. Like, yeah. And, too and much of a liability. If it lights a bit of a fire under him and he, you know, wants to, who knows what's going through his head, prove doubt is wrong or some bullshit. But if he plays well, well, happy days. Because, I mean, look, we got a bit of mongrel in Frizzell as well. I like that signing for this year. Um, Ponga's still Ponga. He's just a freak. So, yeah, but Mac is right in that it's not something we need now as far as we're hanging on. We're going to give him another three-year contract or anything like that. I think we can go back to the... You know, look, start to look at local talent, see what other halves are out there, and I don't think we need to sign a big name halfback. But mm. yes, um, that's yeah, all. But... I think I think previously the Knights needed Mitchell Pierce, and now Mitchell yes. Pierce needs the Knights, and that's yeah. Yeah, like totally. he's gonna he'll finish his career in England. Like he, I don't think well, he'll yes. play in the NRL after this year. That was a good exactly. good good uh, precursor, Mac. I was going to say in the first episode of twenty twenty one where. Obviously going to shell out some outrageous predictions for what we think is going to happen this year. And one of mine was uh, that Mitchell Pierce won't ever make June 30, um, oh, yeah. June 30 deadline. He'll have an early release. He'll be in a plane to England playing in the Super League yeah. uh, before the halfway point of the NRL year. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong about him playing in the Super League at, like at some point very soon. Maybe I don't know whether it'll be before the end of the year or not because the Knights probably keep him around from an injury perspective. Like, you know, maybe the, you know, but honestly, like if he's lost the trust of the playing group, like then what's the point? Like, you, like, you know, if he's, if this, if what they're saying in the paper is true, where whoever the bloke was that was in a, in a relationship with this bird at the club, then, you know, then if, if, if he was good mates with all the players or whatever, as it seems like he is, then, mate, Lachlan Fitzgibbon is a future captain of the Knights anyway. Uh, be what a consideration for a future captain. And they're going to hang on to him because he's got more years left. He's got more tread left on the tyres than what Mitchell Pierce does. So, And let's just hope it's not true about bloody Blake Green being a captain. <laughs> oh, mate, the fact he even got a contract, let alone give him the captaincy. So, Dude, this is pretty weird. Blake Green... Did his knee in his second or third game of the Knights. Three games and, he and played. Two days after Three he games. did his knee, the Bulldogs, which are the, the most amazingly run NRL club in the, the last 20 years, signed him to a contract mm. after he'd done his ACL, which just well, no, made zero so, sense. So they had then, then they let him that, go so Green could come back and be an assistant coach. Well, now the timing of that was really was was what well, was interesting. They he injured himself a couple of days. So he had already agreed to that deal and it was in principally done um, and signed before it was announced, right? So it, so the agreement of the deal with the Bulldogs was actually already done before his injury and then and then he had his injury, right? So um, And so ultimately then it leaked out after that that the agreement had been done and then the severity of his injury came to light in the media as well. And so subsequently, because he was then not going to actually play for the Bulldogs, from my understanding, I think, like, he – because it was only a one-year deal, he then didn't want to uproot the family, I believe, and the Bulldogs ended up paying him out some of that money anyway. As the Bulldogs the old dogs. (laughs) Really? Because, I mean, didn't they let him out before November 1? November 1 is the date when players start getting paid. 
Yeah, but you still, if you've got a contract for next year, they'd be still on the hook to have, to have paid him, even if he doesn't play for him. It's not because there would be injury insurance for that anyway. I guess they both don't need both don't have a favourite. It'd be, it'd be an agreement. It yeah. wouldn't be his full contract. It would have been nah, right over nah. here. Yeah, exactly right. They would have yeah. just said to him, like, if his contract was two hundred thousand, we'll give you a hundred k, and you can fuck off and go yeah. and work for the Knights. And if they get paying fifty grand, then happy days, mate. You got one hundred and fifty k to go to training on Tuesdays and Thursdays and kick the ball around. Yeah? So yeah. yeah, I mean, he'd, right. been, he'd probably be a good addition to coaching staff. I think he'd probably make a good coach within the next mm. sort of ten years. He'd be, you know, first grade coach. So you know, mm. smart players and halves like him generally do make. Um, quality coaches, yep. time will tell, I suppose. Yeah, absolutely. So, boys, off the NRL, because we're not in season in the NRL at the moment, there's two things I wanted to talk to you guys about tonight before we kind of kick off with the formal stuff. First one is the cricket. Have you been watching and following any of the cricket season? No. I, I watched a good, um, hmm. I reckon it was 20 minutes, and then yep. I had a two-hour two hour nap this afternoon. It was fantastic. <laughs> It is a pretty good sport to nap to, isn't it? Test cricket. Oh. Uh, it's pretty the dulcet tones of the commentary making up stuff as they go to talk you through a two run and over run rate. The most exciting part of the cricket that I did hear was a an off air or supposed off air conversation between Warney and um, who was it? Uh, was it Andrew Simons or someone oh, about yeah. uh, Labashan, the um, the batsman? But I, I I don't know actually know what the conversation is about. But it was a headline in one of the news articles that sort of crossed my news feed, and you know it was uh, supposedly a bit um, inappropriate. Right. Okay. <laughs> the co- well, <laughs> is, did you hear about that? <laughs> He's, I didn't hear about that. No, I don't I'll, know I'll find it and I'll, I'll read <laughs> up on it. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think the thing is, is that Warney's still delivering quality like outcomes for Australian cricket, even before, even after he's left the field long ago. Right? See his haircut? Hell of no, I haven't seen it. Yeah. He's oh, pretty man. good. Yeah, right. I'm, yeah, so the reason it. I raise it is because subsequently, whilst I'm watching some of the cricket this summer, I'm also watching on Amazon Prime the series called The Test, which was which is the one which is like the documentary of the Australian cricket team during the period immediately following the ball tampering scandal up until mm. basically oh, the middle of last year, I think. Um, and if you haven't watched a good sports documentary, if you're looking for something to watch, watch that, right? It's on Amazon Prime on the streaming service uh, or like Prime Video, whatever it is. Um, have, you se- have you seen it? No, I've no, got seen the cricket Prime one there, So I'll, I'll load that one up tomorrow. Boys, it's like so. If you if you like that fly on the wall type in the dressing room stuff, that's a cracker of a series. So Prime Video has got a couple of series like that for you know like the Philadelphia Eagles and the Arizona Cardinals and a couple of the English Premier League teams. But the Australian cricket team, which I didn't really, oh, it's actually got a good one on the All Blacks. But the Australian cricket team one that's called the Test is probably one of the better ones that I've seen. It's really quite good. And it's really good to see the inside of what type of athletes these cricketers are, um, but exactly how kind of uh, cutthroat making the Australian cricket team is and how hard it can be to keep your spot. Uh, and it's a really interesting, interesting documentary. So keep keep your eye out for it. Yeah, I've got the article here, Macca. It was um, oh, yeah. Shane Warne and Andrew Simons faced backlash for comments on Marnus Labashane. Yep. Uh, it was in a big, big bash game. Uh, yeah. Here we go. In a viral video, both Warren and Simons can be heard criticising Lavashane and his eccentric mannerisms. Simons even said that Lavashane had ADD, attention deficit disorder, while Warren called him annoying. <laughs> the comments received widespread backlash on the social media with people slamming the two former players for crude comments about such a promising batsman. That just sounds to me like two people that know about cricket being right about cricket because you, all you have to do is watch... Um, Steve Smith bat to know that he's got a bit of ADD and probably a bit of compulsive obsessive compulsive disorder. Yep. Um, and then you yeah. and, the, and what and, they say about Labashane is is it basically he mirrors or mimics Steve Smith. And at one point they felt like Labashane was actually taking the piss out of Steve Smith and his mannerisms by mocking him. Um, and then they realised, no, nah, it's actually just just what he does. So yeah, 
Yeah. What's probably more concerning is that the Australian public are now becoming very sort of uh, uppity and um, getting finding comments like that offensive where cricket's well, pretty boring. So anything that gives it a bit of spice is a good thing. Well, here it is, Streety. Here is the segue into one of tonight's main topics, right? <laughs> Look at that. That's just cancel culture. That worked out pretty well, didn't it? It just certainly did. In, gliding yeah. in. Love it. It's like it's like Jonathan Patton sliding into someone's DMs with a dick pic, which happened yesterday. So <laughs> but you've just slid that in there, Streety. Cancel culture. This is one of your current gripes, one of your pet hates, isn't it, mate? Why don't you tell us about cancel culture? Well, you know, cancel culture is uh, it's, it's emanating out of the US and it's basically people just getting offended over anything that sort of, you know, they don't agree with. Um, so the, the most minor things people can uh, find offensive and then go on a tweet storm and eventually, you know, push to have someone cancelled and, you know, cancelled in the sense that uh, they have you know, their social footprint eliminated or, or banned or, you know. I mean, and, you're up in, and you're up in arms about this at the moment, aren't you, mate? This is this is a big thing for you. <laughs> like this has been brewing for a little while, but but I you you texted us a couple of days ago with the possible agenda for this episode, and and cancel culture was big on your agenda. I feel like there's a you're pretty angry about this, aren't you, Streety? This is you don't like cancel culture at all, do you, mate? I want to cancel <laughs> the cancel culture. I find it offensive. <laughs> <laughs> now, when you sent me that text, I thought. This is my little mate. He's been my mate for 20 years and there's a couple of things that get his goat, right? And I thought, why is he so angry about this? What's what's bitten him? Because because then I because I love it when you get passionate about something streety. I love it. I really do. And it and it intrigues me the way that things make you switch, right? And and anyway, and I thought, well there's a couple of things that you don't take the piss out of or or kind of attack with Streety. First thing is the Cronulla Sharks, obviously, right? Like the Cronulla Sharks are pretty close to your heart. The other thing that's really close to your heart, which not many people would know, is actually Hollywood musicals. You're pretty massive on dancing and musicals. And I did some Googling about this and cancel culture recently took hold when Grease, the movie, was shown on Australian TV and people realised that some of the storylines were a little bit offensive to women about I hear, how. I remember this. Storm. And I, so I've got a theory here, mate. I think you might be up in arms because you're secretly trying to defend Greece, the musical, from <laughs> being cancelled by cancel culture. Is there you're any the one truth that I want. to that You are the one I want. What? Uh, oh, honey, you the one that I want? Because <laughs> not many people know, mate. Yeah, I think you wanted to be Danny Zuko at some point. <laughs> and and well, if someone puts a karaoke microphone in front of you, you won't give it up. You'll treat it like it's a bar of gold, my friend. And I think you there's a little musical man inside of you that is very upset because Greece almost got cancelled by cancel culture. Well, you, you, possibly. You, you might be onto something there. But, I mean, probably <laughs> at the forefront of my concerns is I'm, I'm quite worried about sport in general. I think that the cancel culture crowd have gone through politics, they've gone through social uh, injustice and injustice, um, social causes, you know, equality, all, all this sort of stuff. And a lot, a lot of that kind of stuff is is warranted. But sometimes the, you know, cancel culture and the political correctness can get a little bit out of hand. And I'm just worried that as a society, we're becoming a little bit more um, easily offended across the board you know, mainly in America, but it's starting to spread its wings and, you know, much like COVID, it's uh, it's going elsewhere. So mm-hmm. in Australia, we're a little bit prone to that. So I have some grave concerns over um, a couple of sports and activities that we hold, some near and dear to our hearts, uh, some not. Probably the, the main one is, is, is uh, I'm really worried about golf. I, I think that the cancel culture crowd might come after golf. Um <laughs> Uh, Mac had just got cancelled by uh, by playing a. a um, he cancelled himself. Jeez. Cancelled himself, but also it, it picked up the um, the audio track from Greece and then it cut out. So sorry, yeah, guys. It, I just I just I accidentally just clicked on Summer Love and had me a blast like Summer Nights <laughs> from Greece. I just wanted then, to listen uh, to that as you were talking, Streety. Yeah. But anyway, listen. I'm really worried about golf. I, th- I think golf uh, really faces a um, 
a bit of a crisis coming up with this cancel cancel culture crowd. Well, there's because, no more hole um, in ones. Hole in one, but more so the handicaps. You know, everyone's got a handicap, and um, you know, like everyone has different handicaps, and, and and you know, so I think the term handicap, if it was cancelled or eliminated from golf, then what's going to happen? You know, does it take competitiveness out, or is it level the playing field? Can't have pros they, playing not not playing with a handicap. You know, it's um, they just call it something else, though, mate. Like you talk about cancel cups, because I just. It had me thinking then in regards to the more recent washing the Redskins in the NFL. What are they actually yep. called now? So they're called and the Washington football team, aren't they? Yeah, 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 that's it. Nothing. Yeah. Washington football team. It's like, yeah, yeah. what but are I mean, they? all right, so the football team. if the cancel so culture you just, crowd... So you just cancel it and you don't call it anything. So Yeah. Well, if they're going to come after golf, right, and they cancel the handicap, you know, what do they call it? Are they going to call it a rating, a golf rating? That sounds pretty, pretty stupid. Rating. That's, that's logical. But rotting's, you know, rating's not. What's your rating? What are you talking about? Like, am I rating on what? Uber or Uber Eats or, you know, um, Tinder? Pro points. Pro points. I'm trying to think of my video games. See but what the point is that a lot of people do actually have proper handicaps when they play golf. It could be um, their actual ability. It could be their swing. Uh, it could be their mental fortitude. Um, the combination of, of all that bang while they're number one golfer in the world. <laughs> yep. Well, either that or didn't stop Jack Newton. Look at him go. Really. <laughs> he he yeah. up. So I would be surprised this year if uh, if the crowd comes after golf and they want the golf handicap renamed to something else. That could be true. I think Jack Newton showed us, as Nugget said, that it is possible to live with a handicap and be very successful. You could win majors, but you can't drink a Cup of tea out of a tea and sauce at the same time. So. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, it's interesting. I, like, uh, it's a the cancel culture is, I think, more about as soon as somebody kind of mildly, you know, does something offensive there, there is a, there's a fair bit of overreaction. That Washington Redskins one, that's been around for a long time that they people have been lobbying for that particular team to mm. change their name. Remember back in the day when there was a lot more, I know it sounds funny right now, but I think it was back in like the 90s, maybe the early 90s, when did the Washington Bullets change to the Washington Wizards? Like, right after a shooting. The late 90s. Uh, the yeah, late 90s, was, was shooting, it? Shooting in Washington and it was yeah. pretty much on the spot. Had the yeah, highest rate of gun violence in the whole, so the politicians wanted to clean it up. Yeah, because mm. gun violence back then was actually more prevalent than it is now in the States, right? Like now they're just like yeah. storming their parliamentary buildings. But yeah, I mean, yeah. staying <laughs> on baseball, the Cleveland Indians, you know, the, the the legendary team from you know the movie Major League, and mm. you know, are they still a, the Indians or are they? Uh, they no, well they 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 are at the moment, but they but they've announced they're changing their name. So, yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. Macaray, um, sport that you've sort of uh you know grown up with a, a bit of an affinity to. Yeah. Worried about a uh, particular discipline in swimming, the breaststroke. I'm, um, you know, <laughs> yeah, I'm a, bit, I'm a bit afraid that that may be cancelled. Therefore, our hopes of getting more medals at the Olympics could be dashed. Um, <laughs> We've never know. really won that many medals in the breaststroke. It's okay. Like, we're not uh, real good at it. Not maybe really not, not in swimming. Good. I'm sure Aussies are pretty good at breaststroke um, out of the pool. But um, yeah, listen, uh, sexual connotations, offensive to women, you know, like all this sort of stuff. Yeah, the, the breaststroke, I think it stays a numbered. What do you think, guys? Uh, no, nah, I think it's okay. I think the breaststroke, uh, but well, this is where this is where we start off your list, Switchy. I'm gonna I'm gonna give you the first uh, I'm gonna give you the first four on yours, which I was I did cack myself when you sent these through. So well, more of the NFL when you've got a tight end and commentators uh, <laughs> are going on about a tight end that can... Uh... My problem is I'm going to offend people because I'm going to laugh throughout this because most of it's sexual innuendo, right? Like, oh, it just that's what me I mean. Laugh. I was having like, a great so, chuckle. So yeah. the tight end... It just means that that position is is only really meant for people with tight ends, but someone who with good football ability may have had, have had a prolapse in the day, back in the day, and, you know, that end isn't so tight, therefore... You know, is, is their ability to play that position not there just because it's named a tight end and they don't fit he that? Called, uh... he, he called something else, which is just get right up the bum. Um, and uh, another one, uh, well, another one in football because you normally, if you're a tight end, you're in the slot. 
yeah. <laughs> uh, a stroke off in field hockey. I didn't know about <laughs> yeah, a stroke well, off. Yeah, I mean, what could possibly be about better. to have a stroke Jeez. off? <laughs> a stroke off. And the good old facial in basketball. How good is that? The good old facial. Facial. <laughs> yep, stuffs him with the facial. I mean, crikey, you know, what a, what a commentator's going to do after someone dunks it on someone. Well, it was a nice slam dunk, uh, you know. Remember that, that poor commentary from uh, the world champs with those F- Filipino commentators? And the, I can't remember some of the rubbish they were talking about, but it made well, TV hard well, to that, watch. Yeah, it, during that fight, the mallet, like the big brawl. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Karate, karate kicks. Yeah, yeah, mate. But, but yeah, I for someone for an adult coming in and listening to sport now, it would be pretty funny if you didn't know what you're watching, and like, you know, they they're waiting for them to penetrate the offense, and <laughs> you know, there's there's what else have we got? Uh, a clean and jerk coming up next. <laughs> Imagine that. Stay around. We've got the clean and jerk coming up next. Yes, exactly. Imagine all those poor, you know, un, unworldly teens thinking, oh, crikey, this is better than watching SBS. <laughs> so there's a there's a few comical kind of ones there that you wouldn't change. I don't think you would change handicapping golf. I don't think you would change breaststroke. You wouldn't change the name of the clean and jerk. But because that is taking cancel culture a little too far. I do I do kind of feel like, the Washington Redskins changing their name was a good thing, right? And I think the Cleveland Indians changing their name is a good thing because those particular names are offensive to groups like that make them feel disrespected, right? It's not it's not so much an offence, it's, it's more of a disrespect thing. I don't, So I feel like that type of stuff is fairly justified because it's been, it probably should have happened years ago. But, there, but I agree with you, Streety, it can go way too far. Right, like totally. it can yeah, can yeah, go yeah. way too far when it starts to get down to the realms of specific terminology that might have been used to describe positioning in a te- in a in a sport or yeah. anything along those lines. It the one of the problems with 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 I think like with cancel culture is where it actually starts to take away from the I guess the real issue or like the actual discrimination that's kind of happening. So, like I said, like I believe that the Washington Redskins changing the name was a good thing because for Native Americans, I feel like it was making them feel disrespected. But the fact that it's now become a bit of a kind of a flagship for cancel culture is a bit sad because it's become a flagship because some people take it too far because every person with a social media account can now say, I'm offended. And if you get 100 people say it and you get a marketing department that reacts, and a marketing department that then kind of says, well, this is bad PR and it's costing us money. I don't know how well the Washington Redskins or the Washington football team, I should say, now feel about actually not having a name um, because that must be costing them a heap of money in branding, I would imagine. Mm. Yeah, like, yeah. So, and, um, you know, so uh, who's next on the chopping block? Maybe the Chicago Blackhawks in the <laughs> um, in the NHL. Well, that's an offensive name too for Native Americans, right? Like, and so... You know, so you probably like the Washington Bullets changing their name at that particular point in time. I think everyone was kind of like, oh, yeah, well, as much as it happened quickly, it's probably pretty reasonable. Like, people got shot, like, in a lot, right? Like, it was gun violence was pretty bad. And so, you know, it's probably a reasonable thing to do to change your name to the Wizards. But, you know, them coming forward and saying, oh, well, Harry Potter fans now are offended by a basketball team being called the Wizards. that's mm. just going too far. Yeah. Well, mm. one sport that is safe is Nordic skiing because guns don't <laughs> kill people. People people kill people. So that, that discipline will be, uh, you know, alive and well for <laughs> Winter Olympics to come. Well, I tell you, boys, I watched the axe throwing world championships on TV again the other night. Like, that's that's an exciting watch on ESPN if you're up late one night. Axe throwing. throwing. Are we talking yeah. like when they throw it at a target? Yep. Basically, and the target is like probably a meter and a half away. Like, and there's just two blokes in masks because of COVID that seem to fist bump each other a lot after every throw, and they just throw it at like a very large dartboard type board. I've done that in Austin so. last year, it was fun. Have you? Yeah, right. Yeah, pretty yeah. hard well, to, a... uh, to get an axe stick in the wall. 
Oh, I imagine um, it's intensely hard. These guys are pretty skilled at it. Like yeah. I said, they're all very happy with each other, but there's a lot of broing going on with fist bumps everywhere. So, um, yeah. One thing cancer coach could probably do, rugby league a bit of a favour. You know, there's all this, you know, they're, they're constantly working ways how they could speed the game up and make it a bit more exciting. And one of those ways would be drop, you know, to, for, from 13 players down to 12. And the easiest way to do it is the, the, the hooker position, obviously offensive to sex workers, and obviously calling, you know, a person who's, uh, you know, the dummy half. We can't even use that term because that, that that's offensive to halfwits. Um, so we have They're to get rid of... Uh... <laughs> no, actually, I think calling them halfwits is offensive to halfwits. <laughs> Four dummy halves. I don't, anyway. think, I don't think calling someone <laughs> a dummy half is offensive. I think saying, oh, well, that's offensive to halfwits. <laughs> which is a group <laughs> well anyway that that, that particular person the field is uh, has got some horrible labels so you know by cancelling that position altogether then we you know more space you know faster flow uh who, who really needs a hooker and a dummy half on the field anyway um mm-hmm. and that finally that might be the precursor for cameron smith to retire so anyway, <laughs> something to something for rugby league to consider um you know, uh, I also probably have some um, concerns about um, rowing. You know, the, the coxswain there in the boat <laughs> the can't co- say cock. Or oh, the coxless. Coxless. The coxless. Pool. Yeah, yeah the coxless. coxless pool. Pool. <laughs> so, what is it, a women's event? Or oh, you can't even, you can't, you can't be, you know, we have to be careful what we say about, um, you know, gender and all that sort of stuff. They're gender, you know, gender neutral for. It's definitely a thing, Macca. The, the crowd is coming. Uh, even even cricket, you know, silly mid on, silly mid off, you know, those poor blokes being having having those labels put upon them is, um, you know. Well, because that's offensive to silly people. <laughs> yep. <laughs> to half wit hooker silly people. <laughs> half. <laughs> Half with hookers and bloody blackhawks. So, <laughs> so, well, I'm saying uh, is, mate, if you thought 2020 was weird, we're off to a good start in 21. Uh, so um, <laughs> don't don't be surprised when um, all this all this madness start, all this ultra politically correctness stuff starts to really take take a hold. Uh, Streety's worried, and I feel like he's worried because other musicals will also be cancelled because of this culture. I feel like you you're using sports as a smokescreen. I think. Still. Even, you know, ice hockey, you know, the five hole. That sounds like something that happened at Orgy, not during an NHL game. So. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <God>. <laughs> okay, what about this one? You, you know, I used to watch the uh, the cricket and, you know, Tony Gregg talk about a sticky wicket. Well, this metaphor derived from cricket refers to a difficult circumstance. So, you know... How many uh, how many cricketers have found themselves in a difficult circumstance on tour with a sticky wicket here and there? Well, it's a, sticky, the it's a sticky. Well, see, I'll go into the commentary here, and it's the sticky stuff in their pants is the problem. they're going to can us. I reckon. Female <laughs> race drivers might uh, might be offended, or the cancel culture crowd might come after motor racing. You know, with pole position, or what if you don't have a pole? You know, what, what, what if you're a female driver and, you know, you don't have anything between, you, just, you know, all, all these things, I'm just saying. Yeah. No, that's fair enough, Street. I mean, fair you know, like baseballers may have one, you know, uh, less trick in their in their bag because you can't come inside anymore, uh, you know, <laughs> come inside being a, a specific type of pitch in baseball. Uh, where, where I don't understand. You only can't come inside if you're using the pull-out method. No, so. <laughs> nah, see, see I, you just throw backdoor sliders and then you're all right. Well, you know, what about sports that, you know, throw the double team here and there, you know? Um, it's it's really going to put a lot of commentary in, in uh, some awful sort of situations with, you know, these essential black marks and things they can and can't say. Well, I don't uh, think you're allowed to refer to it as a black mark either. You know what, I mean, what Mitchell Pearson round three. You know, he's he comes off the field. He kind of old Rose Warren goes. He needs a blow. Well, hold on, he, 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 didn't, he did, and then it cost him his wedding. So you know, you've got to be careful what you say. Oh no, I appreciate that. That's fair enough. So. This is champagne. Yeah, it's yeah. good that we've got you on the other side of cancel culture to defend things like that, Trudy. Yeah. All I'm saying is, mate. Just watch out because uh, 2021's my Atlantis predictions is that the you know sport will only won't only be affected by COVID, 
all the lunatics that had, uh, find everything offensive are going to start coming after us as well. So I mean, right. on, on, on that, and and I mean, we we sort of did a, a similar pod back in the start of the footy season, where I just solely said that the season isn't going to end, and there's no, nothing good going to happen. <laughs> Not only did we get a grand final, we got an AFL grand final. Basically, there, everything continued. There was a couple so of bold bold good. predictions at the start of the COVID pandemic that I also made two nuggets. So don't feel bad, mate. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just saying how on the money we are. Um, so, oh, let's keep going with that switch. So, outlandish. So, other than, so, uh, so, so, Switchy, your, so Switchy, your first so outlandish Pierce, prediction for twenty twenty one is cancel culture will take hold in sport, and we're and, and there'll be some things rubbed out of games, and you're not allowed to maybe say rubbed out either because you wouldn't want to rub one out. So, no, no, exactly. Um, yeah, got in trouble for that the other day, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> Got to be careful what you say and do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? So, so, Shreedy, what else do you think is going to happen in twenty twenty one? The NBA will go back into a bubble to conclude the season and do the playoffs. Really? Yeah. Is that yours? That's what I think. Yeah, I mean, right. I, I, I don't know if our season can keep going with players that are dropping left, right, and center. You know, I think they've they've proved once that they can they can have a bubble successfully. Um, but this time, second time round, I think they do it um, in an environment where you have less teams again. So you only have your 16 playoff teams mm-hmm. and, you know, you, you you finish your season and then those 16 playoff teams go into that bubble. They have a week to prepare or something like that. Um, and then, you know, you, you go about your business as you did last year with minimal to zero. You know, you can afford to have three schedules and games off plays out during the regular season, but, Come the playoffs, you can't afford that. That's you know, that's your your entire product. So, you know, they've they've proved they can do it. And actually, the G League announced today that they're actually going to play their entire season in a bubble. So I think the G the G League is, as we know, is a bit of a testing ground, an experimental area for the NBA to try things. Um, right. We know the bubble works, uh, and by sending you know those G Leaguers to that bubble environment, maybe you know that they can look at ways and how they can you know increase testing methods and and try different things. So they can have, you know, something ready to go for because they haven't released the second half of the NBA schedule. Yeah. My prediction is that they'll go into a bubble to finish the season in the playoffs. Wow, okay. Ooh. That's a pretty big prediction. Nugget, you got anything bit bold you reckon? So Streety, <sighs> sorry. So actually, Nugget, before you go into that then. Mm. So Streety, do you think that will mean that the season will be delayed again? To I get all that up and uh, well uh, did Probably, but I, th- I think they can plan it now. Mm. They'll just have to make an announcement to go, okay, because, um, you know, they're obviously waiting to see what happens for, you know, when they release the second half of the schedule. You know, if you've been watching now, you see teams will play like a mini-series. So, you know, the Spurs may travel. They travel to LA. They play, you know, play them twice, and then they'll, they'll go and play the Clippers in the same building. So they stay in Los Angeles for four days and get their – LA leg done, so they're just trying to, to take chunks of the season out and minimise travel and 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 moving between areas. So obviously, this first you know half third of the season, they'll work out that that can work, and then they'll implement ways to do it for the you know, the second third, and then towards the end, uh, they'll I think you'll see teams that'll you know qualify to make the playoffs. There'll be an announcement. Okay, we're going into a bubble. You're going to have you know time to prepare, and then. Same as last time. Do you think they'll still do that even with the release of like the um, vaccine? I won't, call, I won't call it flu jab, but yeah, in regards to the vaccine being released. Uh, I mean, that that's that's a whole other. I guess you're banking on the vaccine being 100% accurate, and you know, mm. um, you know, if you're if you're a professional athlete and you're earning hundreds of millions of dollars and there's a, a vaccine that, um, you know, you don't, you don't know how it's going to affect your long-term, your long-term prospects. And you've, you may have already had, you know, have had COVID once, you know, mm. you've got antibodies there or, you know, people, the players know that players can get it or test positive and have very mild if, if zero symptoms at all. And then, you know, two weeks there, they're good to go. So it seems. Mm. Are you sort of willing to have a vaccine that, you know, who knows what what will happen, you know, five, ten years down the track? 
Yeah, I think... It's a bit of a gamble. I th- probably almost likely to take the safer route, which is maybe not having it. I uh, see. I Like, I can't see... Not to disagree. Actually, but I am going to disagree. I just <laughs> think that, like, there's... The league themselves will say, you don't get the vaccine, you don't play, right? Like, it's going to... Because the reality is, is antibodies or not, like even if you, you can still contract, carry and pass the virus on um, to people, I believe that, that you know, that potentially, like, you know, if you can, I'm not really sure. I guess scientifically I don't know that. But but what I'm saying is is that they would, that if there's a vaccine available, they'll make them take it. And my bold prediction will be that the vaccine in some of the, in the UK and the English and, and sorry, the North American sports, We'll see. They will be teams will be getting hold of this vaccine now, right? Of like course. they've been, um, and they'll be injecting players with it now and 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 getting them to take it. I'm quite sure. Maybe that's why but, Kyrie went a bit weird. He had his vaccine, didn't know, and then had skits out. He might have too. That's you know, <laughs> maybe maybe he refused it. Maybe that's why. Yeah, I was going to say he refused he's, it. He's one that I would say would have gone no way. I'm not yeah. doing that. Yeah. yeah. And I, I, that's kind of where I think some of these personal reason ones are, are kind of coming to like him. Could have been that he just said, well, I'm not going to take it. And so they said, but well, From a one. legal and a human rights perspective, can, can a league actually say you must have this? If the players can go, well, no, well, we, we can do our job. We, we can perform the task of playing basketball. And whether I've, I've had COVID or not, you know, um, so, so you how, can, how does that affect my ability to do my job? Well, that, the thing is, I'm just trying a couple of things out here. It's a couple of yeah, no, that's that fine. It's a good, it's at. a good point of discussion. Well, all I'm saying is, I can't force it. So let's just let's consider, let's treat this as if I was the owner of an NBA team and you were the player that objected, right? The reality is, is I can't force you to get it, but that, but I don't have to employ you as a player anymore, right? Like, so I can say that that's an that's a condition of your employment. Um, but it doesn't mean then I, I may still signing have to, a new contract. I may still have to honor some of your contract if I want to, mm. like if I want to, there might be some element of it that I have to honor because I'm on the hook for it. I get that, but it doesn't mean I necessarily have to accept you as an employee. And what sports stars are also realizing around the world, maybe not so much in the NBA, but a little bit in the NBA as well. What they started, what the players started to feel, the reason the players agreed to go into a bubble was because they all started to feel expendable. They all started to realize that the money does stop coming in, right? And when the money stops coming in, the lifestyle stops. And and so they they started, they agreed to go into the bubble because they needed the money, right? Like because we all need money. We all that's what we all do. That's what we all work for. Um, and so I think that the players will be much more agreeable as a as a you know, as a majority, because they've realized that actually they're expendable to their league as an employee and to their sport as an employee. So I think, I, I don't know, I, I think it's going to be an interesting circumstance, but I think the vaccine, I think leagues are going to be, this year, sports leagues across the world are going to be much more willing to risk people and players getting the virus and playing on through it because they aren't going to be able to do it without going under. I think yeah. we're going to this year see team, like like we're going to see exactly how close some leagues and teams went to going under, right? Because of the coronavirus, I think a lot of them lost a lot of money, and that's why they went and had bubbles. I think our Australian leagues this year, the 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 non football codes like like the A League and the NBL, mate, with everything that's going on in every state basically closing its border to each other. I wouldn't be surprised if some of those guys can't have a season because they don't have the money to put teams in bubbles for months. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So like the NBL kept pushing back the start of their season as much as they possibly could because they wanted to do it without a bubble in its entirety, but they're now having five or six rounds of normal home and away type series and then a bubble and then another five or six rounds of home and away to try and desperately get some money back into teams for gate takings. Um, but that's going to prove extremely difficult under current circumstances because half the teams can't get into some of the states to play the games. Mm. So, you know, some of them are moving to Albury and some of them are moving to Tasmania and, 
you know, and the reality is though, like you can only get into certain amount of places at the moment. So, yeah. mate, yeah, that my bold prediction is for this particular year is you're going to see sports leagues push through and and let players and staff get coronavirus and let the continue let the game continue on because they just can't afford not to. Interesting year ahead. We thought 2020 was tough. <laughs> and that's and that's what you're going to see at the Olympics in particular, right? Like right now Tokyo and Japan itself are under a wave of of coronavirus cases and they are four or five months away from, you know, starting to get ready to host the Olympics, you know? So mm. like just starting to welcome visitors for the Olympics and mate, that's a hell of a, an event to put on whilst you're trying to keep people out and, you know, and trying to make sure nobody gets it in an Olympic village. Can you imagine one person in the Olympic village gets it? Like <laughs> they all live in dormitories. That's all, you know, like, mate, that thing's going to rip through there in a 10 day period, like nothing else. Yeah. And then, and then the other thing too, like, you know, there's always going to be a, a, a section of society who's going to want that to happen. Yeah. For, for, for yeah. whatever reason, I don't know, but you're going to have these people who are going to try and somehow, you know, get that place infected. It's, mm. it's, it's, it's whack and, and crazy and stupid as that sounds. It's people like that. So, mate, nothing's crazy when you look at the footage over the last couple of days of those dickheads trying to bloody storm the US Capitol building. For God's yeah, sake. exactly. <laughs> yeah. What are you going to get? A fucking piece of paper? Oh my god! Like, what are you? Well, they don't hold the gold and the guns there, you dickheads. So, did, did you see some of the photos though? No, nah, I didn't see. Oh, I saw a little bit of for you, but not there, much. There were, look, in, in, I'm not sort of in no way condoning what they did, but uh, there were some humorous snaps taken of people doing funny things. Was it? Was there someone getting in posting? places? You know, gra- grabbing certain things. You know, lecterns and yeah, it was stuff. It was that all a bit, a bit surreal. The yeah, first I photo saw I saw. Was yeah. of that that guy in the beanie holding that um, that lectern with the yeah. the seal yeah. on it? So yeah. I, I saw that photo with no content, so I didn't know what was happening. I thought yeah. it was a promotional photo for a wrestler, like a <laughs> WWE wrestler. And then I'm like, hold on a sec, this is actually this is this is real. Like, what the hell's going on? And then and then I went and drew the article. Like, wow, only, only well, America. Have you seen that particular photo of that guy? And they turned it into a meme. And the meme is basically that um, this is me trying to sneak something past the bouncer out of the pokey room at the club or whatever like <laughs> when I'm pissed or something like that, you know. Like no, I've got to say, to... like, I, there was that guy that stole that lectern, something inside of me did sort of, um, you know. Uh, you, you identified with that, didn't you? I did, I did. <laughs> you just, stealing you just, you stealing big things from, from important places. Souvenirs, mate, souvenirs. souvenirs we took, we've right. taken a couple over the years. And we have, so. Yeah, yeah, that's very good. So, Nugget, what have you got a bold prediction for 2021, mate? Mine, mine was, and it's still pretty much the opposite of yours, in that you sort of said they're going to push through on those. Yeah. Well, I think um, there's going to be those smaller leagues that, you know, it was just the timing of it last year. They pretty much just got through it, scraped through. Whereas yeah. this year, the A League, I know the WNBL is going to a bubble, but the My bold prediction is that those—I won't call them second rate because they're not—but they're just not the major sports of Australia. But mm. at the same time, the NBL, uh, the A League—I don't see them finishing a season. So yeah. there you go. So going off last year's prediction, they're well, guaranteed to go all the way through to grand final, have cracking years. But <laughs> yeah, but I—but I don't necessarily. I guess. I guess maybe. Look, I, I actually don't really disagree with that because I think. What you're saying is some of the lesser leagues like the A-League and the NBL who are actually, uh, they're probably more national leagues than what the Rugby League and maybe the AFL are in the sense of the NBL has has teams in Perth, has teams in Melbourne, has teams in Cairns, has teams in New South Wales and Adelaide and, you know, has teams in more states, right? And you've got to get teams across those state borders. 
And the and the premiers of those states, they're not taking any shit. They're not taking any. They're not making any exceptions it's, for sports. It's well, bad press for them. It's bad yeah. press, and and they just they don't have the money to go to a bubble format. Yeah, that's but, right. Yeah. Well, um, so so did, I don't know if you if you boys heard, but. Andrew Bogut had been talking a little bit about the the inside information that he had heard from some of the NBL players about the bubble, right, or about the fact that um, the teams that have been moved to – so I think the Sydney Kings have been moved down to Albury for their training and I think, uh, I think the Melbourne teams might have been moved to – and Melbourne and New Zealand have been moved to Tasmania, for example, right? But under the NBLs – Regime, they'll only pay for 20 people, right, mm. to go and live in Aubrey or Tasmania for those teams. And and what Bogut was saying, which I think is a really good point, 20 people when it comes to a professional sporting team don't doesn't go very far. You've got no. you've got the 12 contracted players, um, and then you've got the coach, the two assistant coaches, which makes 15, then you've got to have a manager. Then you've got to have like basically uh, an, like a, a physio. You've got to have a conditioning guy. Then you've got to have basically a media person. And, you know, you're almost at your 20 people. Like You'd be at that at a, at a blink. In the, the, yeah. old, the old country tours we used to go on, there was 20 people in that. Yeah, exactly. And that's, and right. that's a bloody knock-around thing in Albury or yep. going out west to Dubbo or whatever. Like, again, yeah, when you're talking professional sports – it then, it, it then becomes, you know, are players strapping their own ankles? Are they... Trimming <laughs> the rosters right? down? Yeah. Well, that's the other. Like, yeah. but 40-minute game. Do you need a, do you need a seven-man bench? Can you just play the 10-man roster if you're playing in a bubble environment? Yeah, well, it probably... injuries are... Yeah, like, well, few injuries, what you make, And then you've got to bring yeah. someone in. So... Yeah. They're, then they're yeah. 14 days before they can play a game. So, well, this is the thing, right? Like, wherever you hold the bubble, you're entirely de- dependent on if you leave those two guys, say you reduce your squad to 10 and you don't take your development players, then you're left with basically a situation where those guys stay at home somewhere and maybe they then stay in some type of isolation so they can. The problem for that is is that whether or not they're allowed to get into the state where you're holding the bubble because, you know, like as we said before we started this, like everyone saw the footage of everyone trying to bail on Queensland by 6 o'clock last night. Mm. Um, like, you know, but, you know, three weeks ago, if you'd said, where do you want to go on holidays? Well, everyone probably would have said Queensland because it seemed like the best spot. Now everyone wants to go to Victoria. Like, so, mm. anyway, <laughs> but... Mm. Everyone, everyone loves the cast. <laughs> well, they just they weren't even going to have a Boxing Day test. Now they might get a second test. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, true. Uh, so who knows? Uh, anyway, mm. like, but the I, yeah, so that that's mine anyway. In that I, the, other than the major leagues, I don't see the the A leagues. The the WNBL's got a bubble, but the NBLs, I, I don't know. If we continue on this route, they don't finish their seasons. Here's another yep. one for you. My uh, other bold prediction is professional sporting codes will start to not invest heavily because you need the money, but seriously consider investing more of their resources and time into an esports department. Oh yeah, that's yeah, that's a given. I reckon that's going to be huge. Yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. Well, you yep. look at it, look at so like imagine the the extra, extra revenue you could generate by setting up your own. I don't know, NBA 2K21 or AFL video game. And then, you know, you can set up, you know, I don't, whatever, who knows. But, uh, you know, you could generate income by subscriptions or, you know, by, you know, getting into their own league or, and then, you know, somehow being in a, you know, if you're a good esports player in that league, then you can be picked in, you know, the Essendon esports team and then compete, you know, against all the other yeah. 16 AFL clubs and, you know, in a proper AFL esports, maybe that's not a great example because the gameplay of that that particular video game isn't good. But you know, take take the no. Nah, but I, I think if Australian sporting clubs want to survive, they've got to look at esports franchises as a potential kind of investment like opportunity. The reality is is that esports are kicking off across the world, and under COVID regulations, they're they're at least a sport that can reliably reliably be played. You know, from home, 
right? Like, I mean, yeah. it still takes away some of the major events in esports where you've got big crowd numbers at tournaments watching players in the middle of a field play. Um, but, you know, people can still compete in those sports from home, basically, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, so it's... I don't think that's too far off the mark, Streety. I think you'd probably be right there. I think that's probably it. My bold prediction is Cameron Smith will play on for another 12 months. Yeah. Like with don't the Melbourne Storm? Retire. Yep. I think he'll play yeah. with the Melbourne Storm. Yep. Yep. I don't he'd think he wants to leave. He'd be pretty pissed if you were an old mate that's just come back. What's his name? Harry Grant. Harry Grant. Yep. Yep. He's yep. Um, had a – oh, well – call it a dream into the season mm. like that didn't do too well with the tigers but then origin kills it yeah goes back to training now apparently he's blitzing the training field for more reports yeah and then yeah that'll be an interesting one in that do the storm take him back he's pretty versatile though like harry grant could slot in as a if if needed a halfback or a or a um five eight Mm. Or even, you know, like um, depending what happens with Brandon Smith, if he end up leaves, you know, there's a slot at him. Harry Grant could play hooker, um, lock. You know, they're all pretty interchangeable now. But a lot of those guys. Yeah. He'll play somewhere. I think, like, I think Cameron Smith, if he was going to retire, would have said so by now um, and would have given the storm the respect of trying to be able to work out where people are going. Uh, and I think those guys have all resigned to the fact that he's going to be back. Um, he's just taking his time in terms of his holidays. So I think he's going to play. I guess and if you're I playing that, in that team, you probably would want him back, wouldn't you? Oh, I think, like, you know, I think you'd rather him playing for you than playing for somebody else. Like yeah. if he's going to go around again. Like, you know, he's, a, he's he's got the runs on the board. He's still playing at a pretty high level. So yeah. I think he's um, – the other thing I think will happen is the mighty Bulldogs will make the top eight. <laughs> in 2022, maybe. Nah, next year, this year, mate. So. Jeez, that'll be that'll be a good grand final, won't it, Maka? The Knights and the Bulldogs. Oh. <laughs> hey, go the Bulldogs. <laughs> I, th- I'll I, go I to think that 22, I'll go absolutely. The 22 season next year, I think the, the doggies will be back in their upper upper echelon of uh, performing clubs. I think this year. I don't know if they'll make it. They're, they're, they're getting better, but they'll. You watch them go shopping this year. They'll. I think they'll. They'll. They'll be the biggest winners from the um, signings market. I think they'll. They'll get the majority of the good signings for blokes that are coming off. I think that's a club that's on the up, and they've made some good signings. They've got some good guys there, um, and I think players coming off off a deal, looking for opportunities for a growing club. That's probably where you'd want to be looking at. Uh, the, yep. the the geography sucks. Like I don't know if I was an NRL player, I wouldn't want to be living and working in that part of Sydney. Um, yeah. Just with uh, the traffic and all that, you know. It's... Most of them don't live there anyway. Nah, but most I mean, of them basically live on this. All of them live on the Shire and then just go to training wherever they go. So yeah, that's right. but I mean, want, yeah, yeah you'll just live in the Shire. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Ah, we're coming for you, NRL. We're coming for you. The Bulldogs are back, baby. So. <laughs> Yeah, without a doubt. We're yeah. coming for you. So. Might even get a sponsor. That was unnecessary. Fucking cranky prick. It's all right. At least you got a home ground. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Didn't you guys sell yours to developers? Have they paid you yet? No, we, own, we, we, we don't own anything around the ground. We own the ground, but nothing around it anymore. Yeah, of There's, course. But it won't be too long before we cave and we sell the ground. And I think that'll happen and we won't play again at Shark Park again. Yeah. That's another, my, my, that's another one of my outlandish predictions. I actually predicted this last year where I, uh, my prediction was that the state government would tip in some funding for Cogger Oval. Um, mm-hmm. And then there was an article towards the end of the year where they were uh, that was proposed they would re- reshape the ground, share it with an A-leg team um, and maybe St George, but I think St George are probably better off moving to Wollongong. But that's for a different a different podcast. Yeah, very good. So quickly, boys, right. before we wrap it up, first episode of 2021, 50th overall. What are we hoping to uh, get from the show this year? Uh, I'd like some more guests. I want to yeah, hear definitely. about. 
I want to hear about what's happening with people that are preparing for Tokyo and people that are living through sport. Um, I would also like to ex- continue to extend our understanding of those people who work in sport. So we've spoken to a couple of great people this year um, and, and I would really like to understand a little bit more about how those people are faring because, you know, with things like COVID and everything else, I think the people that work in sport and make a living out of it are going to be the ones that suffer the most. It's not going to be the players. They're going to get their money at some point in time. Um, but I think those people will still continue to struggle and live on a bit of a knife's edge with their profession. So I'd really like to hear more about that. Yep, cool. Sounds good. Yep. I've got a bit of interest in uh, the amount of um, injuries being suffered by um, NBA players in, in particular, lower leg injuries to ACLs, um, Achilles tendon injuries, which just seemingly happen from just a simple movement. So it'd be good to get uh, in, in the mind of a, um, you know, a good physio or a good uh, a therapist or, you know, anyone that deals in sports injuries to sort of, you mm-hmm. know, cover that that side of things and, and just what's involved in the uh, all aspects of sports injuries and injury management. It'd be kind of yep. a cool topic to explore. So if you know anyone, people, let us know. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've got I've got a few there. I've visited a few physios in my time. So a few, an Olympian actually, an Olympian physio. So we'll, we'll get him on the show. But um, right. yeah, but no, definitely just the, oh, the, as this podcast is, it's random. Great to have <laughs> guests. Yeah, you have some guests that get a bit gun shy on there, but uh, we've got plenty, plenty coming this year. So yeah. we'll get a few randoms on as well, no doubt. <laughs> so, boys, what about sport in particular for twenty twenty one? What are you hoping to see? What's what's the what's the dream look like for twenty twenty one? Is it a Knights Premiership? Is it a Sharks Premiership? What is it? What are you hoping for, boys? Mate, that's always the dream. That's always the dream. But mate, I'd just, I'd just some normality would be nice. I hope this vaccine comes in and just fucking nails it and we can get back to not only sport, but just living <laughs> would mm-hmm. be nice. But, but at the same time as it from a sports perspective, yeah, I'd like to see those and those leagues that I don't, I don't want them to stop. I'd like to see them thrive. And, you know, the, the A leagues, the WNBLs, the, yeah, getting back to some normality. So mate, that's the dream. I'd love to see, this uh, the vaccine, ninety nine percent work, and we we kick things back away. Remember mm. back in nineteen ninety nine? No, remember now two two thousand and nineteen when we go to sporting events, we jump in the car, go down to Sydney, watch some AFL, watch some A League. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What about you, Streety? I think it's a pretty fair wish from Nugget. What are you looking for, mate? Well, I mean, I'm not gonna sort of use up my wish credits on a Sharks premiership because it's not going to happen this year. Um, so <laughs> Wish credit. Wish credit. <laughs> I'm not going to waste it on that. Uh, my, my one and only wish for 2021 is that Ben Simmons plays for the Boomers and, and we have a shot uh, at a medal in a medal game. Yeah, absolutely. Only, yeah. That's why I'm putting all my wish credits um, to yep. the sporting gods um, for, for this year. Yeah. You and me are singing from the same song sheet, brother. All I care about this year is that the Olympics go ahead and the boomers get a shot at a medal. That's all I like. I don't care if everyone gets COVID as long as we get a gold or a bronze <laughs> or a silver or something. I couldn't care less. Bring that old bloody flu on. I want everyone to get it. Like, and I add that Dante Exum, I don't know how, but he is the luckiest bloke in the world. But that, that, if you would watch that a thousand times over, that clip of him yeah. do, uh, doing his leg, you would, you would, think it was an Achilles without without doubt. And for him to only have a, a calf strain, but be out two months with a calf strain. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. That that's yeah, the way that he went down and just I feel yeah, like but, if but, he doesn't but if he doesn't rehab that properly and if they don't treat that right, if he rushes back, that becomes an Achilles injury pretty quick. You saw it happen to Kevin Durant, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. So he no, had but, a calf strain as such, but then it became an Achilles tear pretty quickly. So, so can we and uh, can we get our marketing department onto those t-shirts as well? Um, COVID for Boomers Bronze, we could yep. get those on. Yep, absolutely. What would you prefer, COVID or Boomers Bronze? I don't care. So <laughs> you can have both. 
because let's bring it on. Let's get a boomer singlet with the name on the back, COVID, with number 19 as the shirt number. Good idea. Yeah. All right, good talk, boys. Thank you, gentlemen. I'm going to stop recording in 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, but thanks, everyone, for listening. Number 50, we made it. Bats up. Virtual bats. Raise the bats. Raise the bats. Nothing offensive about raising a bat or a, no. a hitting device made of uh, willow. If you're a bat know. breeder, we're not talking about bats. We're talking yes, about... Yes, yeah, anyway. can't use the word bat. would be cancelled. Yeah. <laughs> a, a, a wooden device made of... Shaped from willow to hit a leather cricket ball, which was... Yeah, so you cut... The so animal was ethically killed, mind you. It was Thanks an lot, e- ethically killed animal to make the leather. <laughs> an ethically killed animal. How do you ethically kill an animal? <laughs> Talk to it nicely before you... No, it doesn't matter. So, uh, free range. Um, I don't even know. What, yeah. what, what animal to make the, the cricket leather balls from? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. All right. We're getting too deep now. Tune in in next week for what what animals die for our sport. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. That's all another podcast. Episode 51. See you soon. See you guys. See ya.